0: Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. I wanted to talk about goals today because I love goals. I am all about creating them. I am all about optimizing how to get there. But a lot of the recent culture has become about shaming around gold. And there's a lot of goal anxiety. There's so much emphasis on reaching a goal that nothing in between seems to matter. When in reality, how you attempt to get to a goal is what matters most. So this podcast is about reaching goals and how to remove anxiety from them. If you haven't noticed, just monitor from now on. When you come across an enlightened person in life, these people are mostly non-attached to what they've achieved meaning they work hard, they serve, they go after their dreams, but they're not attached to the results they create. It doesn't matter to them if the goal came to fruition as they imagined. What matters to them is how they showed up, how they controlled what was in their control, which was their thoughts and actions. And I came to this realization a while ago, And ever since then, I've been noticing people that I come across either in person or virtually. There are certain people that have an aura of calmness around them. They seem enlightened. They do all the things for the sake of just doing them, not for the sake of the end result. And this is actually a very high level of living because this is different than detachment from goals. This is what I call a non-attachment. A detachment from goal is what you feel when you don't feel like going after your dreams, when you're just mostly in indifference or apathic towards them. You've sort of given up and you're sitting and hoping something would happen in your favor. Detachment is a very much of passive energy and this type of living is deeply depriving to the soul because growth is the basic fuel of your soul. It is the very center and the essence of our metaphysical self. This soul this metaphysical self is always looking to grow, It is always curious. It is always looking for opportunities and is always innovating. So a detachment from goals is kind of creating a confinement for it, where it is a very important aspect of your soul just to be able to come out of its shell and explore. Because if you really think about it, by the very design we're created to seek, we're created to interpret the signs or the ayahs around us. We are created to seek the divine, but on the way there, we seek connection with people. We seek either a higher standard of living or a higher standard of thinking. We seek to advance ourselves through sciences, humanities, just trying to make sense out of it all. A child, in this sense, is the closest to their fitra. Their soul has not been veiled yet. You will notice they are always curious. They're always exploring. They're interrogating things in their own sensory ways. To you, it looks like they're putting everything in their mouths. But actually, it's their method of exploration. They will dump a bowl of noodles and mush them with their fingers just to get the sensory feel of the world they just arrived in. To you, it's a big mess (laughs) that you have to clean up. But to the child, they're being the closest to their soul when they're curious and exploring. If you've become detached from your goal, you've gone farther from the soul exploration. And whatever the reason behind this detachment is, it will eat away on your mental well-being. So this detachment is not a good thing. What we have to do is create a healthy attachment to the goal. And you create this by attaching yourself to the effort towards the goal and a non-attachment to the result of the effort. And this sounds like very detailed and nuanced, but this is everything. What I mean by a non-attachment to the result is you put in an effort, but you don't really care about what the end result is. If things don't turn out the way you hoped, you don't make it mean something about you. This is the non-shaming, the non-anxiety-provoking way of achieving goals. So what will make you a goal-getter? It is the non-shaming of the outcomes of your effort Separating in a healthy way where you can learn from each result and see what needs to change next. But at the same time, you don't hold those results against you. You don't use the results as a badgering device against yourself. You don't use the lack of your achievements to prove to yourself that you can never achieve. If you can get there, you've gotten to the healthiest level of non-attachment towards their goals. And this is what the soul is seeking. The most ironic thing is that when you are non-attached to your goal, that is when you're most likely to achieve them. Because of the hustle mentality behind goals, slowly and surely we've gone really far away from this non-attachment paradigm. Because of this mentality, women from Muslim majority cultures have really started to identify themselves as somebody who doesn't even set goals or somebody who doesn't want to achieve anything just for the sake of avoiding the anxiety around it. Because of this skewed notion that you have to do hard work to get to your goal, this usually translates to self-neglect, neglect of the divine. This way we become inculturated to believe that we are not a nation that wants to achieve high goals. We have literally become an anxious nation around what is supposed to be our dreams and values. This very self-fulfilling, thought-provoking endeavor of goals have become a very anxiety-provoking idea. This type of growth is supposed to be one of the most rewarding experiences of life on earth. So I want to talk a little bit more about how goal setting has become a reason of anxiety and then we can work towards making it a pleasurable experience. When we engage in something called goal fantasy, when we drive pleasure from fantasizing about how good it would feel when we've achieved the goal, this is what becomes heavily programmed into our mentation from all of the social media outlets. We fantasize about how good it would feel when we reach the goal, but we are not taught to give attention to the very next step, the step that needs to be taken towards the goal. And trust me, the very next step that you need to take towards your goal is not research. You do not need to do any more research. You know everything you need to know about the very next step. Doing research is just circling in the comfort. That's the comfortable way out that your brain is creating So you can indulge in indecision a little bit longer. So if you sit down to ask yourself, what do I need to do today towards my goal? And the answer is that I need to do a little bit more research. That means that you have not relieved goal anxiety. You're still trying to find answers somewhere out there through research when the answers are with you taking the next action. So the biggest driver of goal anxiety is because you're solely focused on the outcome. All the scientific research done around achieving high success and around successful people shows that they're able to focus on the process. These successful people achieve their goals repeatedly because they visualize themselves doing the process rather than visualizing and fantasizing about when they've achieved the goal. And I cannot emphasize this enough. Because all of the difference lies between you deriving pleasure from the fantasy of the final result or deriving pleasure from doing the very next action and rewarding yourself for it. If you're able to drive pleasure from the process, that will determine if you will ever get to your goal. So my husband is a big basketball player and he was watching an interview and I was just listening to it in the background. This player from the Milwaukee Buck, his name is Yanis Antetokounmpo, He was being interviewed and he was asked, do you view this season as a failure? And the words that came out of his mouth were absolutely gold. He said to the reporter, and I'm paraphrasing, if he views not winning the championship as a failure, it's just like saying that all of the past life is a failure because something you want now is not in front of you. If in the face of a defeat of his game, he chose to see his practice hours, his game time, his athletic training, his mental training as a failure, then he would never want to get to the championship. So that loss of a game was just a part of the process. And this is a prime example of somebody who is process focused. And this difference, this ability from becoming solely goal focused to transitioning into process focused is the key this is the main difference between goal anxiety and goal pleasure and the ability to transition from one to the other is present in everybody not in just professional athletes the key behind releasing goal anxiety is about setting a goal but then becoming process focused the more of your attention you can transfer from fantasizing about the final goal to fantasizing about the process the more likely you will be to achieve the goal and not only that, the experience will actually be pleasurable. So if you're a person who makes lists and you sit down to make lists of what you're supposed to be doing, then I suggest that you start with things that you've already done. This gives your brain evidence that you're already well into the process. So for me, meal planning has always been very challenging. So how this method would apply to me would be that I sit down to make a meal plan and I make a list of what is needed what groceries need to be bought, what we will be eating during the week. I used to start with what we don't have, how much unhealthy food right now we're eating, how much we're not able to sit together as a family for dinner. But now instead, I will include what we already have. This helps me think that we're already in the process of healthy meal planning. And the list can include the pots and pans that I already have that I cook in. I already have some experience in the kitchen, and I already have some basic ingredients. So this way the focus went from the final result of having a fully prepped, well-crafted meal plan, to what is the next item I need to put in the cart for groceries, to what I already have done towards this process. This process takes me from fantasizing about how good it would be once the meals are healthy and we're all sitting down to eat, this being the fantasy of the goal, to congratulating myself that I have the ability to know what is healthy and what is not the ability to understand what the process looks like, to celebrate what I already have accomplished in the process. I develop the talent of acquiring pleasure from the process of meal planning. So yes, I don't have all the healthy meals planned and cooked for the week, but I do have some basic stuff and I have evidence that I've done this before and I congratulate myself for even wanting the goal. When you indulge in goal fantasy, your brain will have a tendency to make it so monumental and perfectionist that it's going to start looking impossible to you. This is why the goal will look daunting and overwhelming to the extent of paralyzing you into complete inaction. To overcome this, you are to find energy in the very next smallest step, breaking it down from a larger goal into small, manageable chunks. This will create a sense of accomplishment and progress When you create each step into a reality, this will propel you forward. This is being process focused. This will then become a self-renewing system that feeds off the energy of each success. This is the secret of successful people. Each time we celebrate a small step, we're adding fuel to our system. We are building momentum and creating positive energy. This will carry us forward, recognize and celebrate each accomplishment, no matter how small it seems. Like for me, I am proud to own an oven, a stovetop, a toaster, frying pans and utensils. I am proud that I'm able to keep them in a clean order so when time comes to cook, I can actually do it. How minuscule does it seem to own pans? But it is totally a part of meal prep process. And I'm just giving this as an example. You don't have to celebrate owning and cleaning pans if it's not available to you. But what I'm saying is that we're so good at overlooking the little accomplishments that the big ones never have the foundation to stand on. Because these little victories provide us the motivation and confidence that we need to keep going. By continually breaking down our larger goals into smaller and smaller pieces, we create a pattern of success that feeds on itself. Building a self-renewing system that generates its own energy and keeps us moving forward towards our ultimate goal. And on another note, procrastination is the self-treatment around goal anxiety. Because why would you want to do something that provokes anxiety in you? So then the brain treats it with delaying it for as long as it can, just so it doesn't have to deal with the anxiety. And then you end up calling yourself a procrastinator. And we're also always thinking about our goals as a big lump sum, something of a huge event that's going to transpire. I will have my degree one day, fantasizing about that day but forgetting the work around midterms and all of the studies that you've done to get to this point. What about celebrating turning in a paper on time? What about celebrating driving back and forth from classes? All of that is process focused. And it seems trivial that I want you to celebrate stopping for gas on your way to classes, but you do need that step in order to be able to continue. This small step is what gets you to graduation. And for my clients, this process also looks similar. There are scenarios where they fantasize about how good it would feel when they come out of my coaching program. But the very next step of this process has to do with commitment. Commitment of time and money has to do with talking to your spouse about the money investment that you're going to be making in yourself. These small steps become anxiety provoking. But instead, what about celebrating the process? What about celebrating that you're listening to this podcast? Celebrating that you tune in each week to understand what the message behind all of this is? What about celebrating that you found a way to help yourself feel better? All of this is the process. All of our societal conscious programming is designed to teach us that the only reason to celebrate is when you achieve the goal. The passing grade, the certification, the trophy, the winning game, And in case of Muslim women, it has a lot to do with marriage and the children's success. What if all along, the process to get to these outcomes was the goal? Another misconception has to do with attempting to dream big. The way that I'm going to define it is that it's a feeling like there's something wrong with you because you're creating a big goal. And you feeling like you're doing something wrong because you've actually set a goal for yourself. There's a sense of guilt that arises when you set an ambitious goal for yourself. And this is because most commonly the societal messaging is that you should be grateful for what you have. Why do you want more? And this is again classic black and white thinking, which means that if I'm grateful for what I have, I shouldn't want more. When in reality, there's a lot of grain between, which means I'm thankful for what I have and I want more. I want more for the sake of growth for the sake of service, for the sake of a better lifestyle, or just for the mere fact that I can, I am capable. There's so much more to be grateful in in an ambitious goal and it does not exclude your gratitude for what you already have. So release that goal anxiety. Create pleasure in the process and create ambitious goals. It is a type of a self-imposed judgment that we have against ourselves that says that setting big goals is a mistake. Big goals show ingratitude. It reflects negatively on your worth. What I'm trying to teach you is you don't set lofty and ambitious goals because you're trying to prove yourself more worthy. Increasing and decreasing your worth is impossible. Your inherent worth as a human being is absolute. It cannot be changed. It is always a hundred percent and it was determined by Allah It was determined when your soul was created and your soul witnessed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the Lord. You cannot increase or decrease your inherent worth by going after ambitious goals, or by not choosing any goals. You set goals because you want to, and because like I said, I believe in the metaphysical reality of the soul that it needs growth. Growth with faith, Islamic teachings, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the center. This creates a true life of ihsan. You know you have goal anxiety when you find yourself dismissing your dreams, when you find yourself dismissing yourself in a conversation with somebody else that has to do with your goals, when you find yourself making excuses for why you haven't started. All of this means that you have not yet made a healthy transition from being solely goal-focused to process-focused. This week's work for you is to declare your goal, say it out loud to someone, announce it on social media, family, friend, or even your pet, anyone. The act of declaration will make it more real and all of the anxiety will come up and then you can start become process focused and then you can become non-attached to the results. And this is where all of the confusion comes in because creating a goal is absolutely important. You absolutely have to have what you're headed towards. You have to have a vision of what you want to achieve, what you want to create, how you want your life to look like. That is absolutely necessary because if you don't have this destination, you cannot create the process towards it. But creating a goal also does not mean making it the center point of all of your attention. Creating of a goal is important, just so that you can create a process around it. After you've clarified a goal, come back to paying full attention to the process. The confusion is that we create goals, but then we become too attached to them. Point of making a goal is that you know where you're headed, that's it. Once you know the direction you're headed, you start walking. Pay attention to the walking, the process. And for me, it's very much about making clear money goals because numbers don't lie. If you want to make six figures as a professional Muslim woman in your line of work, that creates an excellent clarity towards a goal, which is the final result that you want. But after you have that clarity, put that goal aside and start focusing on the very next step, What is it that you need to do, what you have already done in the process and start to celebrate the 1% progress on a daily basis? What I also frequently do to celebrate the process is that I take an inventory of what I did during the day and on top of it goes what I did right during the day. And this end of the day inventory was actually first recommended by Imam Al-Ghazali. Because in order to improve yourself, you have to see where things need to improve. But what i'm suggesting you do and this is backed up by science is that you start an inventory with what you already did correctly and what in the process went right where in your behaviors you were in line with your values because once you've taken a small inventory of that then you can start to list what you need to work on tomorrow and this whole process literally takes 30 seconds when you've dialed it down And the scientific reasoning behind doing it this way is that if you start taking an inventory of what needs to be corrected, that becomes another way of your body and mind to interpret your inventory as what went wrong. And because when you focus on what went wrong, you engage the fight and flight system of your body. And once that part of your mind gets activated, it shuts down your higher thinking. So these two different parts of the nervous system are mutually exclusive. One cannot be active while the other one's active. So if you are taking an inventory of your day and you start making a list of all of your mistakes and you find yourself anxious, that means you have activated your survival brain. That means that not only will you not be able to carry out this practice, you will constantly be feeling bad about what you missed. This inventory taking method will not benefit you because you will not be able to create change. All of this because your thinking brain has been shut off. So use the the end-of-the-day inventory by internally celebrating the 1% success. This is an extremely effective method. This switches you from being a goal-focused person to a process-focused person. Inshallah, with these methods, you guys have learned how detachment is different than non-attachment. Detachment is an approach of indifference and passivity. Islam does not teach that. Non-attachment of goals is about making them very important, especially only as measuring sticks of your growth and progress. But then at the same time, non-attachment also means that it is not your end-all be-all. Create a solid, clear, ambitious goal and then become non-attached to it. Become attached to the process because then you can start to look at the path in front of you. This is the Islamic method. This releases hustle from your work because the magnitude of your goal doesn't define you. What defines you is who you are being during the process. There's no need for anxiety around your dreams because you know your worth is complete and 100% all of the time, right in the body you are in. When you can tap into that innate worthiness, your goal becomes a way to live a life of ihsan. Because then you're not rushing to prove your worth. You're not making the mistake of forgetting the divine. And this is actually the way to make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the center point of your ambitious goals. With that, I pray to Allah that, O Allah, we ask for your guidance as we work towards our goals. Help us to let go of our attachments to the results alone. And instead, make it easy for us to focus on the process of achieving them. May we find joy and gratitude in each small success along the way. And may our small efforts fuel us to keep moving forward. We ask for your help, O Allah, in overcoming goal anxiety. And we ask for the strength to persevere in the face of challenges and setbacks. May we start to trust the abilities that you've given us, knowing that with your help alone, all things are possible. O oh Allah, accept our sincere gratitude for the immense opportunities that you've given us to grow and improve and for the reminder that success is not just about achieving goals, but also about the journey that we have to take to get there. I ask Allah wa ta'ala to keep us in His mercy and not make us among the forgetful. Amin ya Rabbul Ameen. Please keep me in your du'az. I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Islamic Life Coach School podcast. If you're more committed in taking your personal and spiritual growth to the next level, I invite you to join our weekly group coaching sessions called Wisdom Wednesdays. These sessions are designed to provide you with the support, guidance, and accountability you need to achieve your goal and to live your best life. To join, simply head over to our website, www islamiclifecoachschool.com and get on our email list. You will receive all the details about the coaching sessions, including dates, times, topics, and the link to the meeting. So don't take any longer. Take action today. Join our community of like-minded Muslim women who are committed to start taking action today. I look forward to seeing you in our next Wisdom Wednesdays session.